in five, four, three, two, one. Blackout's over, and let me tell you, it was comp- it, it was funny because actually Nick called me like three days into it, and he was like, "Hey, did you see this or did you see that?" And I'm like, "No, obviously, if you listen to the episode, I'm on a blackout." He's like, "Yeah, I thought that was just for the show. Like, why would you put, why would you do that to yourself?" I blacked out Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, social media, basically. Right? Yeah, I mean the only ones that I really I really yeah. use anyway, and. uh so I was telling you, I was the first day I was sending you like text, like, man, this is harder than I thought because you <laughs> yeah, were absolutely yeah. right. You were the, freaking out like yeah. day two or three. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it for sure. The first thing I did was I flipped <laughs> my phone open, I, you know, with my thumb, I did the unlock and my thumb went right to that bank of, I have like a social media bank where it has all the social media. What stuff I tell you about like thumb you, muscle yeah, memory. Absolutely. You'll flip it open. You go. I did it three times. In fact, the third time I actually opened the app and I literally turned away like like I opened the Ark of the Covenant. I was like, oh. so your faces, everyone's faces were melting in the room. I took it and I actually hid the entire bank in the third page, which I never go to anyway on oh, my phone. Like so swipe, yeah, swipe. Okay. It was three yeah, swipes yeah. down. So that's um, smart. That was pretty much the only thing that a lot, and you know what? A lot of times, even when I got on my computer, like I went to type in Facebook on the, in the URL and really? I was like, Oh, I, I wish I would have wrote down, just kept a journal of how many times I did that. But I, I swear to you, I never, that would have been smart. There was a couple of people who, um, said to me like, well, who posted something on the Hey My Man Facebook page if it wasn't you? And I said, well, I posted stuff on the Hey My Man Facebook page, but you can do that from like, I have that Flipbook app where it's basically like a news app. And if you come across a story, you can just hit a button that shoots it right to your Facebook. I never went on Facebook. I was just reading the news and would shoot a story mm. to Facebook. So that doesn't count. Uh, that sounds a, a little bit like uh, the orthodox uh, loopholes. You know what I no, mean? But, no, but, no. But you didn't go on it and you didn't check who was sending it. Absolutely. And as I told you, every day there would be like more and more. It would like show up that little red blurb on the side of my Facebook like 5, 7, 10, 13. And I'm like, man, what if somebody – what if somebody's really important is has located me that I haven't talked to in many years or, you know, what is, and, and who are you it, trying to get on the show? Who is your celebrity? Like you're, Bill you're, Burr. Oh God. I should have fucked with you, man. I should have been like, dude, Bill Burr for real. You have to check it. Bill I still Burr wouldn't have done it. Your, I still wouldn't yeah, have done she, it. I, sw- I swear to you, I would Bill not, Burr was? I would not have done it. And in fact, at one point I asked my wife if she would take my phone and click on it and look, she was like, well, I guess I can do it. And I'm like, you know what? No, nah, I don't want to do it because I came this far. Why? So anyway, by the time I did get back, uh, which was Saturday, I found that nobody said anything worth saying. That's and, exactly what. And I, the what only I said. real things I was t- that people, you know, where I it showed that I had a message was where I had basically typed something ridiculous on someone else's comment, and then other people commented on that. Not even to me. We're making further comments. Mm-hmm. It was like one thread about something ridiculous, like somebody's birthday. And a bunch of other people said, oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I agree. Yeah. Happy birthday. A bunch of super unimportant I just stuff. felt like, and I, I do, often I'll, I I look at all of my friends on Facebook. That being and I said, just go tweet like, us at uh, Hey My Ben and at <laughs> Stuber Dave Inc. I really, I didn't uh, miss Twitter at all. 
I didn't have a problem not being on Twitter. In fact, I've got more and more of like a just disdain, utter disdain for Twitter as an app. I'm just, really? yeah, because you know what? I think when you, after your blackout, when you came back and said like, hey, you know, honestly, really, there's nothing on, there's nothing going on on Twitter. I like when something like Paul Walker dies. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, it's just flooded with it, and you could see some, and not necessarily when just when someone dies, but some funny comments of something crazy, some celebrity gets arrested or something happens yeah. at the, you know, the music or American Music Awards or something. You'll see immediately people like saying something funny or. So for that purpose, when you're sitting in the car, you're in the waiting room, or you're you know waiting in line for it's Twitter's a nice easy app where you don't have to your friends are never going to say anything worthwhile so that's facebook is ridiculous facebook is it's ridiculous it's it's really i mean the only real purpose is to share pictures of your friends and family um even the celebrities that i follow or the comedians that i follow most of the stuff that they put on there is just like hey i'm gonna be at this place yeah there's not really any that's the reason i started doing the first place is because i was like i want to know when these bands are coming to town and yada yada which you can do on twitter instead that's what I do. Oh, oh you, I was talking about Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But even on Twitter, it's the same thing. Like, I, I saw a comment the other day that really uh, kind of bugged me. It was like some guy saying like, you know, hey, I was really into professional comedians on, and until I found Twitter and realized that normal people are funnier than comedians. And I'm thinking, well, if you're a comedian, what motivation do you have to put funny things on Twitter? All that does is take away from your act and the, yeah. how you get paid. Or you just have to go basically go on stage and put all your tweets together. Right. Or whatever. Which, which I don't, you know, that, that just seems ridiculous. But anyway, we put it out there where I said that, hey, I wanted to see if anybody else had any ideas of something they wanted us to abstain from or to be involved in um, or, or try to do for a week. And uh no, I didn't hear back from anybody because Wait. I was on a blackout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> got a few ideas. That. Did I send them to you? Uh, no, I don't think you did. No, I. you know what? I I tweeted them out. Uh, a couple of the good ones, I'm trying to remember off a of hand. Someone said something that I thought was kind of funny. It's in the same vein of being addicted to stuff. They said if you, in, if you play that game Candy Crush that's like right. sweeping the world, if you play Candy Crush, don't play it for a week. And then I said, well, I don't, I don't play that shit anyway. Right. I don't think Dave does. And he's like, well, then make him or you play it for a week. No. And then but, and then after a week, don't. And then go like, the same as, as any of these other apps. Like, did I did I get sucked into some more meaningless I already nonsense? got sucked into Candy Crush. <laughs> oh, you I, did? Yeah, I, and I, had, I literally had to, like, delete the application. Like, I had it on my phone where, and, and I would, like, keep going. And, yeah, I had to get out. I had to get away from There's it. There's a part of the brain that just, it's that... Uh, what, quick, quick response. I think that we're just so apt. We just, as a people now, we we get bored so easily that we just, you know, there has to be so many different things we can do and jump to. But um, one of the, my buddy Todd actually sent me a message that said, hey, you should, for a week, you should have to end every conversation you have with a line from a movie. And I'm like, well, I, I, as, as annoying as that would be for me, I know Ben enjoys movie lines. I think but, I do that anyway. Uh, I, how would you, how would you, I mean, obviously it'd be on the honor system, but I just don't know necessarily. Um, I would end every conversation with big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. Well, and that's what I would walk out from every time I would find other ones, but that would be my go-to. I think that his thing was that I would have to come up with one for you to say, and you would have to come up for one. Oh yeah. One, but done, done. 
But the problem I is, want you to say I, that I just one. I just don't know that you know if that's that's really feasible. I don't know if that's really. We'll a, throw it in the hopper. I don't yeah. think it's a horrible idea. Yeah. They're we'll, all good ideas. We'll stick it on the back burner if nothing else. Some of them were really hard. People were like, "Don't drive a car for a week." Well, it's unfortunately, not... I have a job where I have to drive a car. <laughs> right, so. right. I'm a taxi driver too, <laughs> so it's tough. Yeah, some of them were pretty. And then here's what made me feel like shit. Someone was like, oh, "Don't drink for a week," and I was like, "Well, that." That's an easy. I mean, don't drink for a week. What am I? Some sort of. And then I started thinking, oh, that would really suck, man. You had to ask oh, yourself, who, who's the person that suggested that to you? Your wife? Uh, my therapist, but, <laughs> but it's not a big deal. Yeah. My doctor. Uh, yeah. Don't drink for a week and then follow that up by another like 52 weeks. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there was there was any of them that really. Uh, did you did you think of something? I was going to tell you like, hey, well, let's pick a book and you have a week to read it. Well, that's that's definitely good, too. Or um, I was thinking maybe. Uh, like fitness wise, you already lost me at fitness. Like you have to do insanity for a week or, or P90X or CrossFit or whatever. like the whole thing, mm, whatever they do for a daily thing. Like you have to do Dude, that for a week. I don't think I can make it through. Like if you're not in shape already, you can't just get up and do P90X. <laughs> no, not really. Or insanity, which I learned like the absolute you have, hard way. You have to already be in shape to do those. Those are for people who are, are, I don't care what they say. Those are for people who are already in some semblance of shape. Yeah. To get in better shape. Well, just a testament to not being in shape. Some of the other ones that I had, and I think these probably are all um, people uh, giving me suggestions in trying to mask it as though they're not being offensive. No <laughs> no fast food for a week. No soda for a week. Uh, my wife suggested no music for a week. I could do that. And I don't uh, think, but I don't think you notice. Me a few years ago would have been like, no way. That's horrible. Because I, it's always going on in my head. But then I was like, well, if. Well, you can't control that. Sports talk, radio, and uh, podcasts. podcasts. I don't do that much music anymore, you know. So I don't think that would be a big deal, and and I would get enough from bad commercials. Um, no alcohol, or how about this? Eating this now. This is kind of extreme, but eating something and just that for the week. Eating one thing all week, yeah, like, like chili every peanut, day, like all peanut week. butter and jelly. That's what you get for a week. I know it's extreme, but those these are suggestions that I got, and. Uh, so, I don't know. I said, yeah, some of these are good, but some of these are super hard. So, we'll see. We'll come up with, we'll figure something out. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, <clears throat> over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend or week, whatever, um, I was just thinking about, I don't know if I can stop, uh, I don't know if I can stop eating fast food. I, 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 that should be easy for a week, but. You don't think you can stop eating fast food for a week? All the suggestions that we're getting. There were all things of like they were like gluttony right. or, or fitness related. So, well, I, I think the um, I would rather instead of give something up for a week because I don't know that there's anything that I really do beside, you know, uh, like I thought the Facebook thing was uh, the blackout yeah. thing was kind of a it just was kind of born out of you were doing yeah. it anyway. That's why I lost my train of thought because I'm trying to think of like what 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 can I take out or add and, and all I could think of was like these extreme. Uh, body punishment things. You I could know? say that you like you. You have to listen to like uh, what is that? What what do they call the uh, like the um, authentic uh, Mexican music? Oh, like mariachi? Yeah, no, no. It's called like ranchero. Isn't it like ranchero, ranchero music, music or something like that? I, I, like anytime you're in your car, me. you can only listen to ranchero. Oh my music. god, that would be brutal for an entire week. Yeah, these are turning into like. Um, <laughs> 
like turning feats into, like, of strength. <laughs> yeah, they're turning into like the Ray Romano mind bets or whatever. That would be funny. What if though. I couldn't do my Ray Romano impression for an entire week? Well, I don't think the world wants. I've that. offended more people with my Ray Romano. Imp- <laughs> like now, I'm going up to people because my wife and a couple other people have been like, "No, it's, it's it sucks." And I'm I try to find anybody. Like I'll just throw it in a, <laughs> like in the background, and I'm hoping someone will turn around and be like. Ray is Ray here. Ray. I watched this uh, Johnny Carson documentary this week and he was, you know, they have the, the cutaways to people doing like little interview segments and Ray Romano was one of the people and he was saying like, well, once you're on there, like you, you made it if he asked you to sit down on the couch and, and, and you've arrived as a comedian. But the whole time he's talking, I just think like, that's not, it kind of sounds like Dave's Ray. I couldn't even, I couldn't even concentrate on him because I just kept thinking of you going like, oh, yeah. well, it's funny because mine sounds like Barney from the Simpsons. Yesterday during Ice Age, we were watching Ice Age and he's one of the characters on Ice Age. Yeah. He's the woolly mammoth. Yeah. And so I turned the volume off for my kids and I was just making up in Ray's voice. They weren't happy. My children weren't even happy. They didn't with prefer it. it. No, no. Like, turn the volume back up. Ray was never so uh, controversial in his. Uh, <laughs> um, in your version of Ice Age, there's all these off-color jokes. Absolutely. <laughs> in fact, I got my son a joke book for Hanukkah, so I was hoping that he would. Uh, for one of the nights, I got him a joke book, and he. It's funny when, uh, you know, I guess from when I was a kid, I always wanted Hanukkah to be as exciting as Christmas, and I think that people that don't aren't or never celebrated Hanukkah or don't know anything about Hanukkah. Their first reaction is, well, you get eight presents or 12 presents. My favorite is 12 because I think they're used to the 12 days of Christmas. People say 12. You get 12 presents and I go, it's actually, it's just eight. (laughs) And most of them, I mean, growing up, it was like, you don't get something extravagant every night. You know, it's just like Christmas, you know, 90% of the stuff you open is a t-shirt, a gift certificate, uh, you know, uh, one just or two, one or two big things. Yeah, and then, and then you get like one really good thing. Yeah. So I hated that because I always wanted to have, you know, all good stuff or all stuff that but you nobody know, gets it for Christmas. Nobody so. does. Yeah. But I like my wife bought my son for one of the nights of Hanukkah, a hooded sweatshirt and it was cool. It had it like zips up in the, like the face zips up. Yeah, you, if you saw the picture on, the on skull, Instagram, yeah, yeah. he ruined cool. our family picture. Uh, <laughs> So she thought that was cool and it was, it's cool, but I knew right away, like no kid wants clothes for Christmas and or Hanukkah. And especially at Christmas, at least you get an onslaught of gifts all together. So you find the one or two that you really like and you, you go ahead and you, you know, dive into those and the other ones kind of just are piled up. Well, Hanukkah, it's like, I got to wait another 24 hours. (laughs) I think it's probably easier to, uh, to feign excitement. You know what I mean? When, when you know you have another one to open it. Absolutely. Oh, like. Oh, it's a t-shirt. Cool. Give me that other present right away real quick. So you basically, to, I never thought about that. You got to sit on I that. went and uh she, that was she bought that one Hanukkah present for him. Um and so I went out and I bought nine other presents. And if you can count, that's one more than we need plus an extra one to to compensate for the Was that the, the first hooded night? Sweatshirt. The hooded sweatshirt was the first no. night. No. No, because I asked him, do you want to start with the, the best gift or do you want to start with the smallest gift or, you know, what do you want to do? And he's just like, I basically wrapped them all and put them in a box and he just literally went up there and, and picked whichever one. Did he make a show of it or was he just like- No. In fact, the, uh, the I think the first and second night he just asked me, he's like, can you pick because, you you know, I'd rather you just give me the one you want me to have. Really? Yeah. I would imagine I would like pick them up and shake them. And, he didn't you know, do, do that. A little ceremony. He didn't do that. Um, huh. So. Such a good kid. He, uh. <laughs> 
he got this he got this sweatshirt and I also snuck in there a uh like a, a another like one of the smaller gifts that she'd bought him was a bunch of like, like Minecraft magnets that you can actually make like a some sort of a, a Minecraft thing on like a refrigerator magnets. Yeah, we've been through. So Minecraft. I gave him a little a little something extra to because you gotta have something when you're eight you want something to play with. Well, that would be the equivalent to like a stocking right. stuffer. Absolutely. So that was that was that was the night that. Uh, no disrespect to her, but you know, I I know I know yeah. what my guy likes, so you know, I yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, went out of my way and spent way too much again. Oh. And I'm I know I'm spoiling him, but the fact of the matter is, like I said, uh, I don't we don't know any other Jewish people, so unfortunately, it's not like he can call a buddy and be like, "What'd you get for Hanukkah?" Yeah, he like you did compare. on Christmas, you know? Yeah, for sure. That does so. Suck. I want him to be people. I want him to be able to brag about Hanukkah instead of being like, "Oh, I I got a pair of uh, menorah socks and some," you know, at school the next day because I want. Other people to instead of be looking at them being like, "Hey, we don't know what you got going on, and we're not really jealous of what you got going on." Right. I, mean, I want them to kind of be like, "Whoa, what's what? Are they, what are they doing over there?" You know, that's I guess you know. Well, yeah. Instead of <laughs> I know what you're saying exactly. Yeah. That's instead of him going like, "Oh, I don't get to do Christmas," he can go, "I get to do this." Because he doesn't. We don't do, and that's another thing is like, uh, you know, sometimes people say, "Well," because when I grew up, we kind of did both a little bit, but I don't. Did you really? So, yeah. Um. So I. Basically, he gets my kids get one present from Santa because Santa brings gifts to all children. It doesn't, sure. you know, so even we, little Jewish children. That's true. So um, I Santa brings him one present. We leave cookies out just like everybody else, and you know, so that way he knows coming come Christmas. I I don't know why I can't all the way cut it off and be like, hey, you know, we're just doing this. It's well, because cause Santa's everywhere, right? And to be like, we just don't get any of that is. Kind Absolutely, rule maybe. But he, they've never taken a picture on Santa's lap. They've never done any any of that. Well, I think he did in yeah, probably Boy Scouts. Off. But like, <laughs> somebody asked or was telling me the other day, like, oh, I can't wait. I want to take my kid to the mall and get my picture taken on Santa's lap. I'm like, Ooh. I have no problem with people that do it. Um, my my cousin took her to really cute little girls, and they took pictures and posted them, and it's super cool. But Halloween. I was over the moon to see my kid attempt trick-or-treating. I thought it was awesome. Like, it was one of the coolest dad moments ever. But I have no desire to put my kid on Santa's lap and be like, oh, tell him what you want. I just and, – and not even in like a – like, yes, he probably is a hobo that's getting paid $10 an hour plus some fried chicken. But that aside, I just – even if it's like an upstanding citizen, which it's not. I don't think so. No. There's, why would he? Upstanding You'd citizen, have a real job. Upstanding citizen is probably going to work. But, uh, no, I just don't have that like – Go sit on Santa's. I think I may have done it once or twice as a kid. I have no great memories of it, other than like I couldn't get I couldn't get off Santa's knee faster than you and I going to the movies together. I was like, just get me the hell out of here. It was just as uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but I'm just, but it was. Uh, I I just remember not liking it, and so I don't have. I mean, if my kid really wants to do it, fine. But I'm certainly not looking forward to it. Yeah, this this way, and like I said, I I don't have I don't explain if Santa's real, if Santa's not real. I just let nature take its course. So, I think if um, by giving that one present, like I said, it, it just, I don't want him to ruin it for other kids either. I don't want to be one of those families like, well, we don't celebrate Christmas and Santa's fake, so because it's not important to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So I keep I try to keep him you on. You have line. a little juggling to do there. I never I really do. thought about that. Yeah, because and in fact, it was funny because he goes, I don't know where he heard this, maybe at Sunday school or something, but he said, hey, uh, can we go to the movies on Christmas this year? Because I was told that Jewish people are supposed to eat Chinese food and go to the movies on Christmas. (laughs) And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm down for both. I dig both. Yeah. Jewish people love Chinese food and they love movies. Making them 
uh, producing them, funding them, and watching them. So <laughs> somebody saw a Christmas in story and just pressed it upon him. I guess is that? Do they do that? They don't. They go to the Chinese restaurant. Well, do they say something yeah, about being Jewish? Fra ra 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 ra. Yeah, no, I, I, they're not Jewish. I know they're not Jewish. I wonder how. He, his! I wonder how we got a Christmas story and Jewish kids like combined into one. Who knows what kids talk about? Just wait till your kids are old enough to actually have some outside, like where other kids yeah. are, like you know, on the playground talking, and it's, the stuff they come home with is just amazing. <laughs> outside influences. So while I was on the blackout. And I don't believe, I guess YouTube is social media, but I didn't consider it one of the ones I I blacked out from. Only if you read or post comments. Either way, I don't have any, I'm not friends with anybody else on there. I consider the the blackout I did was specific to the the apps that I chose. That was sanctioned by me. I I, I allowed allowed YouTube. You called me or texted me. And said, hey, have you heard of Sharkeisha? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, what does that even mean? That's I don't know. Girl, you're dog. like, you got to check this out. And you sent me a link to this video about this girl, Sharkeisha. Yeah. What in the world is Sharkeisha for anyone who doesn't know? I don't know. Where... How the hell did you come upon it? You know what? I Well, here's what, since you were on the blackout, I was like, I got to make up for Dave's absence. Sharkeisha! <laughs> so I'm on there. Uh, I'm trying to be a little extra active about it. I'm posting more stuff about the show. I'm asking about the blackout. Not a ton of responses, but I'm asking about the blackout. <laughs> and so I want to see, like, what's trending. So I go on Twitter and see what's trending. And I just see this Sharkeisha stuff everywhere. Sharkeisha! And I'm like, is this some sort of Sharknado? Something, right. whatever. Some stupid sci-fi like, ah, movie. I'll click on it because everybody is hashtagging Sharkeisha. Sharkeisha. So I click and eventually I get to a link of a video of a, a, a heavyset black chick. And there's a, a a skinny chick on the phone talking about something, and Sharkeisha is just standing over her like uh, like she owes her money, just huffing and puffing. And the girl's kind of doing the like talk to the hand thing, and Sharkeisha just comes up like Dustin Diamond Poirier and just clobbers her and knocks her over and starts beating her. It's basically just a schoolyard fight, but a fairly brutal one. A bum fight with chicks who aren't bums. Yeah, yeah, precisely. That's exactly. It's not like that's exactly what it is. Uh, well, it wasn't really a fight because I assume that a fight has a to beating. be the fight has to take place between two people, and the other person has to know that a fight right. is coming. No, it was a total just uh, uh, a sucker punch and right. attack or whatever, followed by sucker kicks, sucker knees, sucker elbows, and then that's when the girl yells like Sharkeisha, Sharkeisha. I was late on my cue. <laughs> well, but. My thing is, vi- no, <laughs> I forgot to add that extra videos get posted all the time with people fighting, which is kind of weird. Is it really weird? Uh, we're sick. We're a sick people. Well, that's I, I don't know if I, I tweeted that or not, but all I kept thinking is like hundreds of years ago, our forefathers founded this country with no electricity. You know, they had no no telephones. And, and and yet they were able to build the United States and form government and do all these important things. And uh, we have the ability to talk to somebody in Taiwan in real time. And what do we do with it? Sharkeisha! That's exactly it. So I just, like, everyone is all excited in there. And they had her mug shot. And, and it, it became, she was arrested over it? Yeah, they went and got her later. Uh, I guess I didn't look into it too much, but yeah, there was a mugshot over for that for well, battery. I know obviously. you're not on Facebook, but I actually posted a video of the other girl being interviewed that was hit. Really, her name is Brittany, I believe, and a bunch Brit-Nisha. of Brittanisha. No, is the full is the full <laughs> Britquita. 
And uh, <laughs> apparently, because people on, on after you sent me this link, it probably took me, I don't know, 24 hours and to, then the off to actually that watch Steve it. And the Steve listens to this, don't be like, that shit happened four days ago. All right? <laughs> we record once a week. Uh, I actually, uh, I waited a little bit to watch it. I just didn't, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. And uh, so I watched it and I was mortified. Like literally, I'm, bum fights are one. Dude, this was just, it was brutal. It was it brutal. It was bad. So I started looking around at the hashtag. It was uh, so Sharkeisha, popular. Everyone and there was all watching. these people that were taking the initial Sharkisha video, the actual punch and kick and, and the beatdown, and then adding other videos at the end of it. Like somebody <laughs> did a video where it starts off with the fight and ends off with the um, Mortal Kombat finish him. <laughs> You know, and then it has like the money or the the coins going up. And there was a bunch of, I mean, all there was ones where like they took different parts from movies and added it in at the end where people were like, oh my God, you know, so uh, it was, it was very, I enjoyed it. We have too much time. I enjoyed it. We have too much damn time in this country. I just think that, uh, I, I don't know, like, what does it say about us as a people? What does it say about Sharkisha's mother? What does it say about Sharkisha? And what oh. did that girl, you know, obviously it was over a guy. Sure. That's what it came down to. Yes. I'm sure some stud muffin was seeing both Sharkeisha Apparently, and, and, and Britneisha. Brikita's mom was in the grocery store, according to her, and some other girls were talking about it in the line behind her. And she's like, that's my daughter. That's my daughter. <laughs> so she was all upset about it or whatever. Oh, and saying like This is all... You know, now her life is forever tainted because of this this beating. Well, dude, millions of people have seen this chick get sucker punched and knocked the f out. First of all, all she got was a black eye and a busted lip. It didn't knock out her. T- I thought she at least lost a couple of teeth. It no, was so it, brutal. The it was only like saving a, grace was that it came high in between the orbital socket and the cheekbone. Most skull. It was. It was all bone. Yeah, a lot of bone. A lot of bone. Well, either way, Sharkisha had the last word in that one. But I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking you're on your blackout and I'm like, he's on his blackout. He has no idea Sharkisha exists as you shouldn't. There's no way anyone other than Shark- you did this to me. Yeah. Anyone I did <laughs> intentionally, but nobody outside of Sharkisha's immediate circle should know about this, but it's people in other countries are watching Sharkisha sucker punch a chick making videos about it. Uh, everyone's got their, it, I would say about 20% of the people were like, that ain't funny. That Do you think cool. Sharkeisha can leverage some sort of fame out of it? N- not fame, but she's got a tiny piece of infamy, right? There's nothing tiny about Sharkeisha. Sharkeisha! <laughs> Call from... Hey, guys, it's Nate. To accept, press one. Hello, guys. Yes. Uh, Good. What's up, man? Good deal. I saw you guys were talking about a couple of things. I had never heard of Sharkeisha before. I just went and looked it up. And? Pretty badass. Um... <laughs> Well, at first I thought, at first I thought maybe it was a racially insensitive sequel to Sharknado, mm-hmm. you know, except mm-hmm. with, you know, except maybe with, uh, yeah, you know, you've heard a great white shark. Maybe these are black sharks, you know, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I makes, can't judge. Yeah, that absolutely. Sense. But uh, yeah, that, that was a great hit. Um, it was a terrible swing, but uh, she just knew how to move her hips or something because uh, that, that was one of the worst swings I've ever seen. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Knocked that girl out. She looked like that little dude from. She looked like that little dude from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. She just made a straight arm and swung it like a haymaker. Let me say this: <laughs> Richie Incognito has to be the happiest dude in Absolutely. the world. Absolutely. I mean, and I, 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 I was thinking about it with Incognito, and ever since I, I had that thought, I'm thinking, man, 
really anybody, ha- all anybody has to do is wait a couple. And, and Sharkeisha was really Paul Walker saved Sharkeisha. What happened to Paul Walker? Did <laughs> <laughs> something uh, happen to him? Really? I haven't heard. All you got to do, yeah, you're right. Just and anyone with you don't need a publicist at all. Just go if something crazy happens, lay low for a week max. Sharkeisha will come along. Uh, a Paul Walker and Incognito, because because we have, so we we we're constantly in need of new stimulus. So and, and we get it. Sharkeisha just needed to hold out, Dude, keep just, her mouth shut. You know, just wait for a new hashtag to come out. We just got to get a Hey My Man hashtag. We got to get that sucker to catch fire. I was yeah. just about to tell Ben that I, as I was uh, preparing for the podcast, I was looking through some uh, recent news articles, and I found one where. Somebody somewhere felt the need to interview Screech and uh, Dustin Diamond. Yes. Right. And I was like, well, A, how did he get in a position to get behind a microphone? Who was looking to talk to him and had a microphone available when he was around? But apparently um, he had put out, I think he put out a book last year or the year before called Behind the Bell. And it's supposedly <laughs> like his memoirs of, you know, say wow. by the uh, being on Saved by the Bell. But. I guess he divulged that basically he got the idea when when say when he had nothing going on after Saved by the Bell that um he had seen the Paris Hilton video and decided that you know he knew she made like 4 million dollars on this Paris Hilton yeah, on the on, yeah. the on the porn video so one right. of his one of his friends basically said well dude I mean you've got to be good for a million dollars I mean you're screech so if nothing else I mean people <laughs> want to see it, it just for the novelty of it yeah and now he is right, saying right. They want so, to see the diamond dong. So, and apparently, if you've seen it or heard about it, it was pretty impressive. Really? Yeah. Right. Well, wait, that's one of <laughs> Look his at your brother jumped now? right on that. What's that? <laughs> no, no. That's one of his regrets, because he was going around on, like, the Stern show and shit, talking about how he's got a huge hog and all this shit, and it hangs in the toilet. And, uh, really? He's got a big... Well, here's I, a, I, I guess here, maybe it was all part of the... Your it was maybe part of the gimmick, but... He came in with the girl that I guess he made that video with. Well, here's big- here's the new uh, the uh, the kicker to that story or the rub. Uh, he used a body double. He is now claiming no. that he, he wasn't even him. That's so that's oh, savvy. Really? Well, that's not really savvy because yes, the only is. thing he had going for himself was the, the the fact that people felt he was well endowed. Now he's got. He's back to being Screech. But if they didn't think he had a big dong, they never would have got it in the first place, right? Like, I got to see this to wow. believe it. I think people would have looked, went to see it anyway just because any celebrity, you'd, if, you'd, you'd do that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, now he's <laughs> saying the one thing that I guess was what made a lot of people go see the video after they heard from other people, it spread grassroots because of the fact that people were saying, wow, this yeah. guy is, you'll never believe what Screech, you know, what he's packing. And apparently... Uh, he is now saying that he used a stunt double. It's savvy to do that. It's not savvy to talk about it later. Why would he? Yeah, I would go would the other it? way on that. Why would he? Well, what's it? sad is that his biggest regret isn't being screech and playing a post-pubescent <laughs> boy. You know, like he's okay with that. That wasn't too embarrassing. But uh, having a guy with a huge wing, you know, jump well, in for him. Here, here, like, here's the like thing, the though. Ca- look at look at it this way. I wouldn't be so embarrassed that he was a, a teen, you know, a preteen star. It's the fact that Saved by the Bell, he was the only one that went on to the college years and was still trying yeah. to, beside Mr. Belding, and he was still trying to uh, Mr. milk that Belding. cow. He was still trying to make it happen. Now, that's embarrassing. And then he went on to, um, was it like uh, the weight loss one, Biggest Loser, and he was like a huge asshole. The guy was a real oh, dickhead. Oh, yeah, he, he was like a jerk to the women, yeah. right? He was, yeah, he? he was a real, oh, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if that was another well, part you know, of, go ahead. 
Screech had the same problem that Urkel had. They cast these guys as little nerds, and then within a few years, all of a sudden, these guys were 6'2", and they're big as shit. I mean, Screech turned yep. out to be pretty damn tall. Yeah. Walking around, acting, you know. He's it's, still it's, a dork. No, I mean, Jaleel White is handsome. He's right, though. These guys do start off to be like the little nerds, and then end up getting like 6'2". Well, that's why, if you notice, like with, with uh, um, what's his name, Urkel, they switched it up to where he had that like time machine or whatever that would switch him into. Where they called uh, him Stefan Urkel. St- yeah, Stefan. <laughs> yeah, he, he, turned, he, turned, he turned into like cool Urkel. Right. You know, who was, uh, who was maybe two degrees cooler than regular Urkel. And it was like, it was like. like he ner- just pushed his pants down to him. They just took his suspenders off and took his glasses. It was like Clark Kent nerdy, level. Nerdy Urkel couldn't get a date, but Stefan Urkel, like Laura, couldn't wait to blow him. <laughs> yeah, okay. He should have turned into cool Urkel and then been like. Why the hell am I after this ugly lord? Exactly. He's like, you know what? First of all, she needs to shave her upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He should have went after the mom. <laughs> if he would have hung out and went for the youngest one, she ended up doing porno. Yeah, she did. You, oh, you yeah. Know, uh, there's always Wait, some... You said he should, he should have went after the mom? Just, just for on general, you know, for general discipline purposes, because Carl... The guy, who plays, the guy who played a cop in every role he ever did. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, he's a total he's a total asshole to Urkel, so I'd be like, well, first things first, I'm going to get... I'll take care of Laura, but i got other business to take care Laura, of. Laura, uh, he needed tough love. Remember the guy who was uh, the Family Matters <laughs> version of Cockroach? The, uh, he was the right, friend. Right, right, yeah. he, he was and and growing pains is boner, but he was he yeah. was their one. He had the square afro, and he was friends with Eddie. He was a real moron. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, got, yeah, I, know, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> very uh, Miller Boyette did it had a very like specific way they made TV shows, and mm-hmm. everybody you know they had to right. find it. They had to cast a specific character in each. Uh... <laughs> yeah, hey, true. like the mom. You 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 talked about how crazy the mom was like, during the eighties. Every. Uh black family sitcom the mother was always like you know all sassy and like she just got done sucking on a lemon or some Dude, was, shit. was there cool anybody on, more uh, sassy than mrs winslow like she had like eight pounds of lip yeah, gloss she, on. She, i remember she started giving more shit one time because she made cookies and she didn't like the way the creature she's actually that show was a spinoff of perfect strangers Oddly enough. Are you serious? I'm going to drop some knowledge. Uh, yeah, really? She, she worked at the same newspaper wow. that Larry and Belky worked at. Get out of the city. I swear to God. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. I know you're not on Facebook, but I tried to sneak a quick, uh, a fake story out there that Bronson Pinchot had died. Did you really? Yeah. Yep. In lieu of, yep. uh, to take away a little Paul saw. Walker steam. And it was funny because... Most people just glossed over it. I think your brother, I, I don't know if he thought it was real or not, but he commented on it. Uh, but <laughs> I, the funniest thing is I put that his year of birth was 1954, and nobody nobody looked at that and said, there's no way he was oh, born in 1954. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. yeah I, didn't, I didn't notice that, yeah. You know what's funny, though, is I put a comment on there. The sad part is I didn't really care whether or not he was dead. I just figured that. I just put something like, I just put something like get out of the city. What? Or the fact that, you know, you know, the fact that you go, I'm oh, just kidding, he's not really dead. Or people go, oh, really? Okay, well, they didn't care. Well, why, why, why is it so important that Paul Walker's dead when really he was only, I mean, I know he's been in a couple other movies, but his, his claim to fame is obviously the Fast and the Furious 7 or 6 that I've I would argue out. his claim to fame is getting Jessica Alba in a bikini for like an hour and a half. If you you know, get the funny thing, when you, put, when you put that thing about the guy from Perfect Strangers dying, the best is when someone comments goes, wow, really? And then they come back. <laughs> Uh, you can see the next post is like 25 minutes later, and they're like, nice try. You didn't fool me. I'm like, you, just, you, just went, you just went and did some homework and came back like you knew something. All right, man. Well, we'll thanks talk for the call, you. dude. Catch you later, guys. Okay. Later. Right. 
You had touched on Paul Walker a little bit. Yes, I did. I managed. You have, you have sober thoughts on Paul Walker? No, no. You know, what you do know. You mean? It's, uh, I, mean, I mean, everybody's just like R.I.P. Paul Walker, and I sound like a dick. And and I will say this about him: uh, you never saw him get into any trouble. Like he was never in any tabloid like crazy. He seemed like a, a, a solid dude, you know. But it's just like I don't think we have the time you know we jump from topic to topic all the time but i don't know if we have the time to do a eulogy for every single celebrity that goes down man i just look at i mean i've seen other celebrities die that have like you know way less fanfare and he's a guy that i just was surprised that he got as much as he did because i know the fast and furious is a pretty big franchise but it's like car crash car movie connection that made it so whatever and i don't mean to crap on like people that are you know saying like r.i.p paul walker no absolutely cool. of course seemed... it's horrible that the guy died yeah well it's horrible but who's the guy that was driving the car i don't know nobody well, does yeah. that's my right. point it was, nobody well, it does. was a buddy of his yeah the guy who owned but, the race but car we're not all him. over twitter going right. like r.i.p that dude right you know what i mean and it's not a, a, a negative thing but i would like to be i the, think you I know like that when the... you get in a car with paul walker in fact it's funny that you mentioned that Go ahead. You, you, you know, you know one thing's for sure: the guy in the passenger seat is going to be better looking than you, and uh, people are going to give a shit more when you crack. Right, that's for sure. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you, it's funny that you mentioned that because, uh, actually, during my blackout week, I started to attempt to read um, Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian again, which I've I've, I've attempted and, and stopped several times, and then Why? I started reading. I'll Why tell you. you in one, I'll tell you in one second. Okay, and then I read. Uh, that uh, the Johnny Carson um, autobiography by his attorney, which I'm excited to read. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's funny because I was telling my wife we were just talking about books, and I said, "Hey, you know this is a really good book," and she's like, "Well, what's it about?" And I was like, "Well, it's about it's basically the story is about um, Carson's attorney and his experience. Like, basically, this is his first job being an attorney, and he becomes an, an attorney for like the biggest. How the hell did he land Carson? Just kismet." there was a story in there where he was talking about Frank Sinatra and he said like, um, you know, being the biggest, pretty much the biggest celebrity out there, I'll die in a plane crash with Frank Sinatra sitting next to me. And the headline will read Frank Sinatra dies in plane crash with several other passengers. Oh. A lot of people like on Amazon, a lot of people were poo pooing the book saying like, Oh, well, you know, I thought the book was going to be about Johnny Carson. It's about this guy. And it's like, well, yeah, it's about this guy. Well, I mean, who's he? Well, he's Johnny Carson's attorney. And what would he have to say, you know, if if he hadn't been Johnny Carson's attorney, who would read his book? Nobody. But he is. But he is. Yeah. And he has inside knowledge. So then the other critique was, and I was talking to my brother, since I haven't had Sirius in two years, I had to ask him. I was like, well, what did Howard say about this? Because he hates Johnny Carson. Does he he, really? Yeah. And he said, oh, he was pissed because, now this is third hand, so if if my brother's wrong, that's his problem. There's no way. He basically said that Howard was saying like, hey, you know, this bullshit, this guy, there's an attorney client privilege. And just because Johnny's dead, like, you know, it's it's not right for this guy to to basically air Johnny's dirty laundry because there's a lot of stories in there that don't make Johnny look so hot. I would argue that once you're dead, that privilege is over. You still have family, though. And I mean, maybe you're if you have children that that still look up to you or that maybe not know some of these stories or grandchildren or you know what I mean? There's there's that. I guess if they're heinous in nature. Some of them aren't too aren't too great. I mean, he does he does some pretty he's pretty he's kind of a pretty, you know, he's what you think he is behind the scenes. But there's a lot of and there's a lot of like his opinions on on specific. But I'm cool with it. Hollywood that way. So am I. Well, this is what I tried to explain to my wife because we always talk about. She just watched uh, Catching Fire, 
or no, not Catching Fire, the first one, Hunger um, Games. The Hunger Games. Yeah, the I read books. The Hunger Games, just the first book, and I was like, I'm not really into it, so whatever. I never you read like it. Yeah. Nah, I didn't like it. I read but I watched the movie, and I thought the movie was... I the movie's the, bad. The first I thought the, the movie did not follow the book. That's why I was, and I didn't like it. It's like WB. Absolutely. She's like, oh, I, I want to read the other, the next book right away. And I'm like, she's like, did you ever read it? And I said, no, I just didn't, wasn't into the story. I heard everyone was talking about it. So I read the Hunger Games and I know it was all right, but whatever. So I said, I'm reading Carson. I'm reading a couple things, but one of them is this Carson. I was like, you should read it. It's really cool. And she's like, why would I care about that? And I thought to myself, why would she care about that? I just like history and I don't necessarily like history. I like when we look back, will somebody be writing a book about, you know, Justin Bieber and all the crazy things that Justin Bieber did? I, doubt or, it. I, doubt it. I, I don't think they will because he's just like a, a fly by night commodity that, you know, here Carson today, was the tomorrow. biggest star there. What he made stars, right? He was a star and maker. destroyed stars. Yeah. I mean, it basically, you got approval or not approval from Johnny and that major get made or, or didn't make your, I mean, imagine you going up there thinking like it comes down to this wave to the couch and you don't yes, get it. Exactly. The lights go down and you a, ain't, you're not getting waved over. There's a, a PBS documentary on Netflix. It's streaming right now. And I watched that just coincidentally. Uh, and, and everyone said the same thing. I mean, Seinfeld, Drew Carey, Ray Romano, Ellen DeGeneres. Some of the biggest stars of our day. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people that all right. went on, the point being, they all went on to have their own shows. Right. They got a whole career spanned on. Obviously, they were good at what they did. Was Jeff Dunham in that? I don't believe he was. <laughs> no, I don't remember him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they all said exactly what you said. You get that wave to the couch. And if you don't, I mean, you still run Carson. But if you get that wave to the couch, like, you're in. I think, though, and I'm not a comedian. We don't have anything like that now. But I can tell you this. I would believe that you have a bunch of... Uh, I, from what I hear, because most of the podcasts or all the podcasts that I listen to are, are working today working comedians. And um, I think that, you know, they're A, they're very competitive, even like, though they don't really need to be because there's enough out there for everybody. But I think if you go on Carson and you're like telling people like, Hey, I'm on going to be on Carson and you don't get that wave over and a buddy or, you know, it, it's, that's bad. I mean, yeah. I, I know everyone doesn't get it, but the fact of the matter is if you, if you do get it, you're a hero, man. And if you don't get it, you just, I'm sure you're, you're feeling pretty rough. Imagine if you did have a really killer set. Just a quick, right. You, in your mind, you're like, man, I, what if Johnny was just having a bad day, right? Not feeling it and just wanted to get that guy off the stage. Absolutely. You know I mean, that's the set of your life and you, you do well, but he's just not into it. I think that that's day. why like the podcast that I choose to listen to, like I like WTF, like um, Mark Marin talked to uh, Larry King this week. And I usually look at like uh, for his podcast, I'll, I'll look at guests. There's a lot of like any podcast where a comedian interviews, whether it be Jay Moore, Mark Marin, um, help me out. Who else? I know what you're saying, but they all, and do anyone that. that interviews another comedian, I always look to make to Greg Fitzsimmons. They they draw from the same pool and, and mm-hmm. Corolla. It's not their fault, but it's like they each interview each other and then they interview another they this comedian and then that comedian does like the circuit, almost like yeah. you would like yeah. you're, you know selling something or what. Doug Benson's here, absolutely. And, Doug, and to me, I mean, how many questions can you ask? Now, I would rather have two guys like myself and you, or regardless of who the people are, two comedians, two movie, two actors just shooting the shit about everyday stuff rather yes. than interviewing each other. However, 
when you get to hear someone like Mark Maron interview Larry King, who maybe I, I haven't heard Larry King be interviewed in too many places. And when I'm looking for a straightforward interview, I will always pick Mark Maron over any other podcast interviewer to to get like a long form, really good in-depth interview, yeah. my opinion. He's kind of getting known for that. So, and I think that's what's bringing more people to him and it's opening up from just comedians to musicians and, and, and whatnot. But I, I, it really bothers me that like you hear the same guys on the same shows. So I guess why I choose the podcast I do is because I like to, I like to hear the history and the behind the scenes. I like to hear Mark Marin talking to Mel Brooks. You know, and if I tell my wife, like, oh, you got to hear this Mel Brooks interview, she's like, first yeah. of all, who's Mel Brooks? So I read all these autobiographies and biographies mostly about, and I love Hollywood biographies and autobiographies about something, someone of Carson's stature and all the shit that was going, like Frank yeah. Sinatra, all that stuff that was going on behind the scenes. It's interesting to me, but I don't really care to read a story about, and I just don't think anyone would about Lady Gaga or Madonna or even even back then. But I love the fact that Carson obviously he was divorced what three times mm-hmm. or married three times. Three, like yeah. Uh, I Both. love the fact that he lived this huge life and was so big. There was no TMZ. I love it. Like, yeah, he in in, in every wife that he had, the ex wife would all say like, yeah, there were, were other women and stuff. And it's not like that's a good thing. But I love that Johnny was so big he was able to do his thing. And and no one dared stick a right. a camera where it didn't belong. Well, first of all, Johnny Johnny, Johnny might come to your woman. house with a gun and shoot you. Well, but so. it's like Johnny's walking with with some woman. Get your camera out of here. Right. This is you know who that guy is. Right. Don't point a camera at him. Right. I love that. Now it's like that's, oh, we'll put a camera in everyone's face. But I love that. Like don't, the allure. Don't you dare put a camera on that. Dude. It's almost like in a lot of the stories that it's funny that you say that. A lot of the stories that he tells in there were very like. He was almost looked at like a like a John Gotti type, like Sinatra, you know, like you if Frank, you people didn't you didn't mess with him like that. Like yeah. he was at the same restaurant every Sunday night in LA when he was in LA eating and people knew. And other celebrities went there and were like, Well, they're gonna make that our Sunday place too, because that's where that's where Frank, you know, that's where Frank eats his his Love it. we may not see him or speak to him, but we're gonna be under the same roof as him. You're talking about Sinatra now? Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought about it this way. You may not be able to go to uh, go up to Frank because he's got his own private area, but you could definitely see him in the bathroom. You could run into him and like time it out. You know what I'm saying? If you want, now I wouldn't. That's not the kind of guy you want to approach in a bathroom for sure. If you're going to sword fight somebody in that in that restaurant, it's going to be him. I'm just saying that it, old Hollywood to me is is awesome. Everything about it. Everything now, obviously, the people were probably a little bit, you know crazy and i wasn't but they but entertained just saying, everybody and it got done and that's all we're doing now right except for they did it with a little bit of class and a little <laughs> bit of respect i love it no I, i'm all about it I love that's it. why i will and another thing is uh like one of my favorite comedians is robert schimmel and he always like you know wore the yeah. suit and tie yeah. and he just yeah. it was just something about being professional in that old timey and again i'm a guy school. i told you i would work in a, in a suit shop if if i could yeah i wish i could He's elevate very, myself like, cat, to that cat level skills, you know? right well, I think a lot of those old time Jewish guy, you know, that's like that that whole. There's a whole. I love that. Pack that of humor's people. great. That's very like you always talk about these podcasts with like I'm starting to come around to one man podcasts. I'm uh, I'm actually like always updating my thing, waiting for Verzi's new one to come out and Bill Burr's. I'm starting to get into that, but I I like I like my uh, comedians, my entertainers. I, I want them to dance a little bit for me. You know what I mean? When it comes to the interviews, Mark Marins and stuff like that, they're good, but. 
I, I, I almost like look at my watch. I haven't laughed in like five minutes. Right. I like them to, to, to dance a little bit. And that's what I love about those old school comedians is it's like punchline, punchline. Right. I'm going to entertain the shit out of you. And I, like I Rodney, that. man, like Rodney would have like 400 one liners. Yeah. Because you think about it, how long does it take to spit out a one liner? You know, not long, not, not long. long. So how many do you have to string together to put an hour and, and 20 minutes together on stage? That, that takes some right. time. He's not doing right. crowd work. But even if you don't do one liners, I love the idea of like, no, I'm just I, saying I, like, I imagine how hard that would have been for him to do that. Who else does oh my that? God. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg until his, he, his you book, know. Rodney's book was excellent too. I don't know if you Mitch were, Hedberg's the only other one I can think of that was even kind of like that. That didn't really tell stories. It just right. went bum, joke, bum, bum, joke, bum, joke, bum. joke, yeah. joke. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's that's rare and hard to come by, but I like the idea of, like, I'm here to entertain you. I know it. I'm cool with it, and I'm going to do it. Right. I like that. Instead of um, uh, the super – I like cerebral comedy, but the real brainy – like, when I was watching, like, I, I uh, admittedly didn't like Mark Maron's last one. I was like, he, this guy seems really smart and kind of cool. The last podcast? Not making me laugh. No, his special. stand-up. Thinky Pain or something? Yeah. Am I close? Yeah. Something like that? Thinky Pain. Yeah. Uh I absolutely liked it. But did you laugh? Yeah. What's funny? I guess it's... I'm like, wow, this guy knows a lot of big words and shit. You go... You're... I guess you're... He's not evaluating dancing. It He's on not a, dancing That's what I'm man. saying. Like, you're yeah. evaluating it. Like, you, you need a Gallagher. No, not <laughs> Look, I need a Gallagher. Dude, it was almost like I just called your mother a foul name, the face you just yeah. made. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't need a Gallagher. No, but I'm saying, like... You can be funny without going, look how smart I am. I saw... This week, I saw Jim Norton's new special... Hilarious, right? Did you love oh, it? Oh man, did you it love was, it? It was ab- it was absolutely amazing. I, yeah, it's start great. to finish, it's great. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I believe is just like an unsung hero of our of our time. Like, unfortunately, for whatever reason it is, whether it's up to it's his choice or not his choice, just because maybe the the kind of jokes he tells that he doesn't, he, I don't know what it is. And maybe I'm sure he's ex- he's thrilled with the the level of fame Dude, that his he has. About that guy in the gym with his balls, how funny is that? He. He's great. Yeah. The dude, I mean, the way yeah. he delivers it, the, f- yeah. the faces that he made. He made a face. He was talking about um, the uh, the end of the beginning of Full Metal Jacket, and he does Private Pile's yeah. face. Yeah, and yeah. it's perfect, dude. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so I saw that, and it was uh, it was amazing. But it he's was not, really good. He's, that's not joke, joke, joke. No, it's not. But, he's, but he knows he's there to make you laugh. But I think what you're doing is you're evaluating all these people on the same criteria. Like I saw when I saw Mark Maron, I, I just said want, it before, I just want like, to laugh. That's what I'm saying. Unless, <laughs> unless it's George Carlin. Then I don't you need to laugh. Think then like, if it's George Carlin, teach me some I'm going to grow a beard just so I can stroke it during oh, this. Oh, my God. But like Sarah Silverman's podcast, excuse me, her special, Nick actually got we a are, hold of we me. We are miracles. And he said... Hey, did you see Sarah's? And I'm like, Nick's not the kind of guy that's a ever excited about seeing any female comedian, and really doesn't. I don't think I've never heard him be excited about watching like a comedy special and like telling me like you have to watch this. Yeah, it's crazy. And I watched it, and it was it was great. I mean, it was it was abs- but it's different. It's so much different than than Jim Norton's. It's a special. little more Mark Maron than Jim Norton. I'm trying to think of like when the last like there's ones that I won't watch just because like the timing. I don't that that's what it comes down to for me. The timing doesn't always have to be the same. But it, it, the last one I saw, like if I see a Jim Gaffigan one, I won't watch it. Can't st- I? I, I, I like do him? not. No, I don't like the stupid baby voice and the uh, the old lady voice. Some people like it, and I don't. He's great. I think he's funny, but it's just not. It doesn't. It's not quick enough for me. It's just not the cadence I enjoy. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is the rhythm of it. You know what I mean? You like like the Mark way Maron's people rhythm? tell jokes. 
I, I'm just saying it's different. It's it's. Not, I will say this about Mark Maron's thing. I've never seen somebody that comfortable on stage. I don't. He just walked on stage and he was like, "What's up? This is what it is." I don't like, laugh. That was cool. And his podcast very often, but I listen to it for the purposes of learning about the guests. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think he pulls a lot of good, like Howard Stern. He pulls well, I a like lot that of really too, which is why when he did stand up, I said I've never really seen a lot of Mark Maron stand up, so this is it. And I was like, "Oh, he's just talking, he's saying <laughs> stuff." You know what I mean? I don't know. I need a tiny. I, I need, I need the, a light dusting of Fozzie the Bear. I, a little waka waka waka. I saw him live prior to seeing that, like maybe by a month or two, and uh, I saw him live. And again, like you said, he was so comfortable, and so it just seemed like he was completely unprepared. Yeah. But if he was that unprepared and he was that put together at the same time, I, I'm talking about when I saw him live. I think he really is, though. I was like, man, that was no, because I, I think you can you can hear. These are bits, you know what I mean? I don't think this is all coming off the top of his head. But he, no. he, he packages in such a way that he can, you know, there's some that maybe he won't use depending on how he feels at night or whatever. But I, I, I anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sarah Silverman, you did like it? I did like it. Yeah, I thought it was good too. And I think she looked hot. Yeah. Absolutely. She's going more for that as as well, mo- I know more than before, I think. I heard her on um, she does look W. Good, Kamal Bell's show. On, uh, I know you don't get cable, but he has a comedy show where, and he did like a small interview of her, and she was talking about the roast of uh, uh, James Franco, and she was saying how like you know she was really hurt by some of the jokes, and she's like you yeah. know unfortunately I'm pretty sensitive. I think we talked about this already, but she was saying you know there's a lot of old jokes and about how I look, and I'm like dude, she just gets better with it. I think she's hotter now than she's ever been. Yeah. So she looks like she's working more at it. Got Stitcher? We're on it. So get it. Stitcher is an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smart way to listen to radio. A couple of other things, and this is going to be a strong, um, the backbone of this episode, is the stuff I did while I was on a blackout, beside reading. Oh, oh real good. quick. Good. So the reason I keep going back to the Blood Meridian is, if you've ever read a, a Cormac McCarthy book, no, and like a no, Cold, uh, no Country for Old Men, Oh, awesome book. Um. What's the other one where his uh, it's it's the one with Viggo Mortensen the movie where it's like the world's over and they're uh, the, the road. Oh, really? That's it. No Country for Old Men, The Road. Um, I think all the pretty horses. There's a he has he has a very like old manish style. Like everything he writes, um, I don't know how to. He's he's very like slow and methodical and very detailed and. Um, so anyway, this book is one of the most disturbingly graphic, violent, vile, disgusting, perverted things. Really? And it's, it's you know, I'm talking about, like, I, I don't even want to get into it, but it, it's basically like a set in, I believe, that like 1800, like cowboy and Indian times. This is which one again? This is called The Blood Meridian. Okay. And it's, everyone I know says it's his best book. But it's very it's very hard to, to stay with because like, it is, it. it's slow. I'll do it. Um. So that, and I'm sure you can get that at the library probably right away. I will do. It's been out for some time. But um, so also a couple other things I did. I just doubled up on TV. I didn't get anything productive done, including preparing for the podcast. (laughs) I watched, I found a new show called Knife Fight. Knife Fight is basically an underground, like two chefs that go like underground, I guess. there's It's like a fight club thing. And apparently... I, I think this is in New York. Knife fight. Club? This chef basically, you know, he has this idea like, you know, he's like one a cool, arrogant young chef 
who basically thinks he's the best chef around. So what he does is he goes and spreads the word around that after closing hours, they're going to open up the kitchen to an exclusive group of people, and he's going to have a chef off with another chef. And they get an hour and a bunch of specific materials to make the best dishes. I don't know what it is, but I'm all about culinary shows. Dude, there's so many. There's I know, like but hundred of there, them. I can't look away. Cake I can't boss, look away. Hell's Kitchen, Knife Fight Club. Knife Fight. There's so goddamn it's, many of them. Drew Barrymore is the executive Iron producer Chef. of Knife Fight. And I love anything Gordon Ramsay. Absolutely. I love right. anything Gordon Ramsay. But Knife Fight, I'd check it out if you like seeing I don't even know why I like watching it because A, I can't really you're cook. On a blackout, I don't cook that well. And B, um, I'm really not that into trying different foods. But I'll watch it. I'll be like, oh, my God, that looks delicious. Like, you know, some giant piece of fish. I'm like, but I don't eat fish. So I don't know. I don't really know why I'm into this. I love her reaction to the shows. Um, Oh, my God, it looks delicious. Another ad or thing I saw that I put up on the Facebook today is Amazon is saying by, I think, 2015, they will be delivering. Now, it'll be a special box that you have to click, not just their buy now, but buy now within 30 minutes. And they will have your product delivered to your house by a drone. Really? There's an actual video I put up on our Facebook from Amazon where they it's a prototype one. And it, it drops off. A guy orders something from Amazon, picks it up from the warehouse, and, and takes it to his house, drops it off on his porch. What are we going to do in a world where there's like millions of drones from different companies flying around? It's going to be awesome. And they're eventually going to turn on us. Right. And then we'll edit for a long. We'll have to come in and, and meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or Kendall from Burger Kings. Yeah. And then just, you know, fix things. Make They'll them dominate. But anyway, yeah, so I thought that was kind of a cool concept to have things delivered by um, – because now we're not we're, – we're as liberal as we are, we're figuring out a way to, de- to to make people not so scared of drones. Yeah, so the user-friendly drones. I want to see a drone drop off a hooker. I want to see that too like in person. <laughs> I want to see how that hooker lands. I want to see how she lands on her, you know, her feet, her head. Oh, my Lord. Call from – What's up, Ed? It's Bill. I want to talk. Well, I'm eastbound down, loading up and trucking. We're going to do what they say. What's up? It's Bill. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get down. I'm eastbound. Watch your bandit run. Hello? Hey, my man. You want to talk about uh, this guy from Amazon and the uh, the drones we're going to be seeing one day? Yeah, we were just talking about it. What's up? What do you feel about it? Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm glad this guy's willing to dare to dream. I, I, it's going to be fun watching the school kids throw the rock with the drones and they're dropping off packages. I think it's, yeah, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, did you watch the video? Uh, I was actually watching it on 60 Minutes last night. They did a whole thing on it. What's the limitations on that? I mean, I don't know, like, how... Well, from what they were saying, it's supposed to be within a 20-mile radius of the uh, distribution centers that, they're, uh, that they take the product from. And they said that over 90% of the product that they deliver is less than five pounds, and that's the capacity for these drones. And they said that they can do 15 to 20% of their total distribution within that 10 to 20-mile radius. So these guys can save an awful lot of fuel and, and distribution cost in delivering products to the, the, the customer uh, via these drones. I don't know if they address this or whatever, but what happens with the programming, like, you know, your like inclement weather or something happens with the, you know, say there's 40 drones, 40 is probably a, a light estimate, but you know, what happens during inclement weather when there's all these drones are out there delivering product and, you know, 
who knows? Like, do they stand up to the, the elements? That's a good point. I don't know. I think 25 years from now, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Hopefully, I'm around to see it. But what, what if they I'm sure what, they'll be? What if, be, what if they start to ahead. get tired of taking orders from humans, and they start to you know start getting uh, pissed off? <laughs> well, you know what? One day trucks are going to be driving themselves, man. I mean, we're all going to be automated at one point uh, throughout history. You were an over-the-road truck driver. Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm in uh, uh, the hinterlands of uh, Canada right now. Hell yeah. Have you ever come to a truck stop and found people arm wrestling? You know what? It's funny. I always wondered, like, in the 80s, how long, I, I don't know how, how long you've been a truck driver, but in your early days of being a truck driver, I always thought, you know, there was always times in, in, in the 80s where, like, for a small period of time, magicians were really cool and if you were a magician chicks dug you and if you were a truck driver for a period of time yeah, you know chicks yeah. loved you like like a big rig driver yeah did you ever did you <laughs> did you ever did you ever catch any of that hollywood shrapnel no no i mean you, i tend to be looked down upon man most, <laughs> most people just want to get around me they don't look up to me other than the physical act of looking up at me what do you uh, what kind of stuff do you do you transport uh, i transport uh, produce and grocery for uh, uh grocery store chain Mexican cartels. Yeah, yeah, sounds sounds right. I right. transport cover loads of old old old, uh, old produce. Hey, hey, is is that lot lizard thing a total myth, or is there any truth to that? Oh no, no, that that's reality, man. I've been approached a couple of times, and no, trust me, it's not something that you would want to bring home to mama. Have you ever seen a decent looking lot lizard? What? Yeah, once on a New Year's Eve, I was at a truck stop, actually a rest area in Michigan, and uh, it was the weirdest thing. It was like 2 in the morning, and this chick just kind of came up to me, and I don't think she was a professional. I think she was looking for a few bucks or another hit off a crack pipe somewhere. Cop. Hold on. Cop. Hold on. Slow down. Slow down. Tell the story again. <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I, I've got a couple of stories, man. Feel free. I don't know how, how uh, blue I can get on this show. But, Absolutely uh, as blue as you I, want. I've seen some things. Oh. All right. Well, there was the day I was over on uh, the intersection of 40 and 31, and uh, looked down, and there were these two chicks in a car, and one chick's got her leg on the dashboard, the other one is elbow deep in her <laughs> While they were driving? At the stoplight. <laughs> and I don't know yeah. if, they were, if, they were, if they were doing that for my uh, pleasure or theirs. You didn't care, dude. Yeah. yeah cool with it either way. I don't know. Have you put that much thought in? I would have just crashed my truck into White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> regardless, regardless of who you're doing that for, it's now for me. <laughs> hey what how do you come up with your cb handle does somebody else give you that or do you give come up with your own do you have to earn it uh no i i earn mine man uh they call me shotgun and uh one day when i was on the expressway i uh cut a guy off he put three slugs through the door and uh and uh damn near uh blew my head off i got i pulled over to the side of the road and Got out of the CB and started saying, I've been, been shot by a gun, and I caught the handle shotgun after that. Yeah, not 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 for nothing, but had they shot Buckshot, you could have been Buckshot, Bill. That sounds just a tad bit cooler, but they both sound good. Now, go. How do you make sure that gets spread around to people? You, so you just start whenever yeah, you... It's just word of mouth. Word so of when mouth. you're on the CB, you just call yourself shotgun? Yeah, I'm not going to be a CB guy anymore, man. CBs are, are to me, are, there are so many idiots out there that... You yeah. can't understand the language, or you just get tired of the bullshit. So I got rid of my CB a while ago. So I, how do you... I don't really listen to them anymore. But but now we know if you call it Shotgun Bill. There you go. 
I love it. Guys, it's been great talking to you. All right. I'm having a hard time catching your, your words, so I'll talk to you later. All right. Focus, you know, I'll keep telling my friends. Shotgun Bill, there you have it. He's pounded down. We gon' do what they say can be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get back. Black Friday, did you shop? Yay or nay? I'm gonna say nay for you. I don't leave my house when I'm not at work. Did ever. you do uh, cyber shopping for all the deals? I did, and I used our Amazon click-through banner. Hell yeah! And we are up to a total. I don't want to say the total. It's because I, I, I. It's I it's great. It's amazing though. I'll show off. Yeah, I don't want to, but the more the merrier. I actually had uh, a couple of people, a couple of friends of the show, actually um, hit me up on Facebook and tell me, "Hey, I just bought some stuff with the click-through banner." Right on. It was awesome. So cool. We're on our way. I don't know where we're headed, but we're on our way. For sure. But look, Cyber Monday just happened, and doesn't mean you can't still shop online. I mean, oh, I mean, Christmas is a long time away. Plus, my birthday's on December 29th. So, I mean, you guys, now you've been put on notice. Did you shop for Black Friday? No, no, hell no, hell no. I've done that one time. Never done it. I did Black Friday one time. My sister asked me to, and I said, "Yeah, what the hell? I had nothing to lose." Uh, you had it, everything it to lose. It wasn't that horrible, but uh, it's gotten worse since then, and I'll, I'll never ever do it again. And here's my thing about Black Friday in general. Uh, what is your time worth? <laughs> what? How much would you pay yourself to stand in line? And and if you hanging out at home or doing whatever, and hopefully you have something uh, somewhat important to do. Like what? Think about like. Don't when, you go out super early when you would normally be sleeping anyway? But think about when you're at work and you go like, oh, I have X amount of hours left. Why do you look forward to that? Because that's your time. You can go do what you want. So to sacrifice that to save 30, 50%, never, dude. Never, I would, never, never. I wouldn't. See, I'm I'm the kind of guy like I don't want to ship anything. I'll buy everything on Amazon regardless of our click-through banner, which we do have. And mm-hmm. it's easily, you know, find it on our website, the Facebook. Um, I buy everything online because I don't want to pay shipping. So, if, you know, the, the way Amazon is set up, they have an Amazon warehouse in every state. They have many of them. Yeah. So... You don't get charged. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Prime member, so I don't pay. But even if you do, it's not much. It's, it's pretty yeah, dude, three bucks is definitely worth my time. Absolutely. Right. That's that's my thing. And here's the thing: you can go now on Thursday at eight o'clock or whatever. So now, not only have we ruined Thanksgiving weekend by oh, I I can't party with you guys because I got to get up early. I got to get up at the crack of fuck and go to buy a 52 inch screen TV which I don't need, by the way, because I already have a 42 or whatever. Uh, but now they're cutting into Thanksgiving. You're a minimalist, though. You don't yeah, I am a minimalist, but, but think about it. You're hanging out with your family. Everyone's having a good time. Those two things usually don't happen. <laughs> they kind of do, though. Look, but Maybe you, if I hang out with your family. You have a couple holidays throughout the year with to, to, to get with your family. At least, okay, maybe you don't always enjoy each other's company, but... You're hanging out. I do feel like that's important to, to do those things. I agree. Um, so now you got to leave early. Oh, I can grab some turkey real quick, but I got to be out by 3 p.m. because I got to go catch a deal on a 16-inch flat screen. So the whole consumer, the whole consumer trend is now not only did it jack with the weekend, but it's that day. Like, can't we? That's the fucking reason we have holidays. Just so that every once in a while. 
families get together. But and Black hang Friday out. now, I mean, now with everybody doing the majority of their purchasing online, you're going to see less and less of that. I mean, they have to really come up with some crazy deals to get people into the store. No, they don't. They're lining up. I don't know why. I mean, maybe you don't. People don't have computers or don't have credit cards. Dude, they're lining up. But anybody with a credit card that doesn't buy their gifts for people online is insanity. My point is, the entire year revolves around people spending money and buying shit and consuming and consuming. That is the reason we have a few select days throughout the year, which we hang out and we don't worry about that. Well, now they're infringing upon those days. So we got to leave dinner at 4 p.m. because we got to get in line to get a TV. And there was an article in the local newspaper and these guys had been waiting in the cold for hours and they were complaining saying, listen, the economy's bad. Times are down. I don't think it's fair. I have to stand in this cold for hours because a guy like me, who's check to check, kind of low on money, a guy like me can't afford a 52-inch or 50-inch TV or whatever the hell. So I have to wait in the cold for hours. You know, and the guy was saying, I don't think it's fair. And all I can think is I'm reading this article, then don't wait in line. Jerk off, don't wait in line. I've I've just gotten to the point now where, like, I haven't, I don't get Christmas gifts or I don't get Hanukkah gifts. Um there's not really anything I like. There's not any anything that I want that I don't get when I want it. So I don't have to wait until the holidays. And there's nothing that I would that I want that anyone that I couldn't buy myself. Like I wouldn't expect anyone to go and and stand in line for a present for me. So usually I think no, that yeah. when people are doing these deals, that's stuff that they want for themselves. Right. It's not for other people. Very good point. Thank so, you. So you know, point. ultimately. You're just you're going out there not for the not in the spirit of the holiday to get a great you gift for your you want stuff. some shit for yourself. Yes. Like I'm you. gonna get myself a laptop and while I'm there, maybe I'll get something for you too. That's exactly you're that's probably gonna get in making. a fight. You're probably gonna get, you know, you know, back and go back and forth with somebody over something. It's not worth it to me. I'm too I am too lazy, but it benefits me that I like I said, I there's not really anything I want anymore. But if like these guys say like, Oh, the economy's bad, we're then how about just don't go and buy stuff? This whole minimalist thing, and I know it's always like a running joke. I don't have cable, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing the blackout. You really don't need that much stuff. And I'm not saying like don't have TV. I know I push it too far, whatever. But, dude, when, when Christmas comes, everybody doesn't need a, a bunch of stuff. And and if you're crying poor because, oh, I have to wait in the cold for six hours to get a television – Maybe you don't buy that TV. Well, do you Maybe really save that money? What, the whole thing of like waiting and waiting outside the Apple store for the new iPhone. It's like, well, you know, in like three, four, five, six months are going to be another one. Yes. So, <laughs> how much better is the last iPhone than the one? I mean, it's bigger. So physically. I think everybody waiting at Best Buy is an idiot. I think everybody that waits at Target either either you're an idiot or you're a young person who still enjoys it and is out. Yeah, to good have for you. Something though. to do like yeah, that's, that's just like. I want to go talk to my friends and I want to go out and that's fine. I don't begrudge them. But if you're an adult and you're waiting to get that stuff, you're an idiot. Agreed. And if you're and if you really think that your kids need all that stuff and that that's the only way you can afford Christmas, you're an idiot. Figure out how to enjoy Christmas without buying all that stuff. I would agree. Did you, Absolutely. you, you did you tell me this week that you saw a a bar somebody rode their bike? Yes, Wait. Thanksgiving morning. Thanksgiving morning because they have the black Wednesday right. and everybody goes to the bar uh the night before. I drove by, uh, I had to grab something from Walgreens, so I was going down the street, and I saw, I don't know why they have this, and there's this bar down the street from my house. But a bike they have, rack? They have a bike rack at the bar, which is silly enough. It's Hammond, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, there's, 
But there's a bar and it's or there's a bike there and it's chained and it's locked up. Like somebody had driven or rode, I guess would be the proper term. They rode their bike to the bar and got a little lucky. And they were just like, "Man, this is it." Yeah. So it went so smooth for them. They're like, "You know what?" And like I imagine they had a few shots and a few drinks. Some guy started spitting game about how cool his bike is or or whatever. And then yeah, he got lucky. And they're like, "Okay, you want to go my place or yours?" I'm assuming if he's riding a bike. Let's go to yours. You know what I mean? We'll go to your place. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your theory a little bit different. This is how I envision this whole thing happening. Guy walks into a bar, he's looking around, he starts drinking a little bit, finds a chick he wants to go home with, or didn't plan on going home with a chick, or a guy, whatever. Uh, makes that connection inside the bar. Chick says, "Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go outside. You can take me home." He forgets that his license has been suspended, and he's riding a bicycle to this event. Or to the bar. He's got bike Walks bags. outside, looks over, remembers all of a sudden that he rode a bike and doesn't have a car. Goes back <laughs> in, calls the police in reference to his stolen car that was in the parking lot. And then basically tells her, this is a horrible situation. Is it possible that you can give me a ride to your place? And then in the morning, we'll figure it out or I got to call the police. But all while giving the bike a wink. But this guy, is a, he's definitely a suspended driver. Only for sure, people, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's the best like thing when you see OWI. when you see the adult male riding the bike. I've never seen a female do it because they can usually get some dude to drive them. But when you see like the town drunk on a bicycle, or you know a, a young twenty-five-year-old guy on like a you know nineteen eighty-six BMX bike, style bike from when he was a kid that he yeah, yeah. took back out of his dad the rafters of his dad's garage all the time. Oh, it's the greatest I see thing it all ever. The time. It's the greatest. How do you explain that away? Like, how do you, how, who, what kind of balls do you have to have to ride up to a bar on a bicycle? But that's my thinking is like, if you ride up to a bar on a bike, you're going, like, look, I know I got issues, but I'm here to party. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to bring it. Don't, don't worry about the, it's almost like you're coming to the bar and you're going, look, I do have herpes. It's true. But I don't have an outbreak Listen, right now. I don't have I, an outbreak right now, so game on. If you follow me outside, there's a 100% chance you won't end up in my rape van. <laughs> 100% chance. But I feel like they, they see the bike and they go, you look at it and you go, look, you know I got some issues. Right. I've had some problems. But what not, if he just, but not what tonight, if he, baby. I'm training like, for a triathlon. He's like, the only thing that I've cared about as much as you tonight is Mother Earth. Yeah. That's the only thing that I've That's looked great. out for more than you. But I just saw the bike and I was like, man, that dude, he... Or or you go there knowing, like you go there, like you show up to the bar going, I'm going to get so fucked up. No possibility. Of, like, <laughs> How are you going to ride home though? The worst case scenario is I ride my bike home, but, but, but I know I'm going there. I, yeah. You'd be better off trying to walk. But I love that. I like, he, cause I, I just picture some dude showing up like with a bandana on going like my bike's outside. Let's do this. Coming Puppers. into the final countdown by the school. Yeah. Um, so the other, the last thing I wanted to say that I did while it happened this week while I was on the blackout. It's you, no, it's not UFO. Was that? It's Asia. Oh, it is. It's all good. Um, I watched uh, because I'm so I'm I love the mob, everything about organized crime as far as like his, history, not being a part of it, but um, I found I I was like on Netflix searching mob mafia just to see what I can come up with, and there was a lot of ridiculous stuff. But I found something that was just perfectly ridiculous. It's called I Married a Mobster. And apparently there's two seasons, but only 2011 is actually on Netflix at this time. And basically it gives you the perspective of a mob daughter or a mob wife or a mob girlfriend to some of the 
you know, bigger mobsters or, or notorious mobsters and their version of the story, which if you're a guy that likes, you know, information about organized crime, it's absolutely worth watching and checking yeah. out. So I did not get to see 2012, but I'm hoping that uh, Karen Hill of Henry Hill fame is one of the uh, people that's on it. Cause I'd like to see something from her side of the story. You recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. Anything mob related. I read the, um, that the book that Henry Hill wrote before he died. Not that, not that long ago. And, uh, Oh, that was something. Hank Hill, as I call him. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> well, Bobby. Love it, Bobby. Those two boys are doing so much damn whacking. Anything else uh, going on this week? Anything coming up? Anything? Uh... Oh, man. Not not a ton, man. Just the drudgery of winter. And that's why I want to abstain from something. I hope we can get our minds together. And not abstain, but do another. We another will. We'll do something. something. Listen, check out the... the um, the Squarespace, hey my man podcast.squarespace.com. Um, talk to us on Twitter at hey my man 2012, at hey my ben, at stuber dave inc. Um, throw out some ideas, you know, what you'd like to see us abstain from or do for a week, and uh, we'll we'll mull over it, see if that's something we're interested in. I'm open to like um, it's almost public humiliation at this point. I'm like, what do you got? <laughs> if you've uh, if you've read a, a good book, if you've seen a good movie, definitely tell us about it. Um, I got nothing else. I don't think anything else. Uh... Bring it, man. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. Episode 52 next week. Later. Later.